Hi, everyone. We've set up this Being an Engineer podcast as an industry knowledge repository, if you will. We hope it'll be a tool where engineers can learn about and connect with other companies, technologies, people, resources, and opportunities. So make some connections and enjoy the show. If you ask high school students, uh, you know, 99.9% of them will have a mobile phone in their pocket, right? <laughs> but if you asked any of them how it was made, I bet there's less than 1% that understands how a mobile phone was made. Welcome to the Being Engineer podcast with your co-host, Rafael Testai. Today, we have another very special guest. His name is Cliff Medling, and he is the host of the Born to Design podcast for SolidWorks. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, we have the host of the Born to Design SolidWorks podcast. He's an experienced, talented marketing professional with significant success in developing and launching marketing campaigns for, for leading high-technology organizations that support a worldwide sales force. Leads with the strategy, content creation, and demand generation efforts, which target both customers and new prospects over several industries. Focuses on meeting sales goals, driving engagement, and a positive customer prospect experience. He manages campaigns from creation of content through delivery, including segmentation, localization, analytics, and performance. If uh, some of these words don't make sense to some of the listeners, we're going to talk about a lot of marketing in this podcast and the overlaps that it has with engineering. So Cliff, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Raphael. It's good to be here. Of course. So I've been a fan of your podcast, the Born to Design podcast, which all of our listeners can find in the show notes below. Uh, tell us, what's your career background? How did you get involved with SolarWorks? But you, you mentioned that you come from a career, a degree in design. Is that correct? Yeah. So I, I actually started off college in uh, mechanical engineering. Um, and I, I found out I didn't have the, the great study habits as some of the other students. <laughs> so, no, but I, uh, uh, I actually um, worked in a lab, actually teaching AutoCAD to engineering students. And I found about, out about uh, product design or industrial design. And I switched majors over to design, and, uh, and, and I, really, I really enjoyed it and loved that. So I, um, I started actually worked for a large defense contractor doing more human factors, engineering, design work. Um, and then later on, my career just uh, gradually took me over into. Uh, oops, sorry, my screen just went dead. I figured it'd stay on, but um, sorry, my, my my career took me in, in a different direction um, in, into marketing. Uh, and I, and uh, but the thing is, I always wanted to get back to de to the design world, to the engineering world, because I I really enjoyed that market. So um, I worked, I did a short stint at, at Autodesk, actually, and then, um, and then I, I came over to SolidWorks and have been there for, for quite some time now. And I will say now, uh, I actually have a really great um, uh, position. Uh, I manage, you know, worldwide, the customer referencing program or, or customer, you know, for, so for all the case studies you see online uh, uh, on the SolidWorks website uh, that we promote heavily, because we've got a lot of great customers, and I'm the one who gets to meet with them and talk with them and um, and share their stories and, and promote their stories uh, to the SolidWorks and the design community. Uh, so it's great. It's I think 
I think we're lucky in this industry to have uh, such interesting people, people who are problem solvers, inventors, uh, creating new new ideas. Um, so it's, it's a very fascinating uh, community. And um, so uh, the podcast just came out of that. I, I would go on site to visit a lot of customers and talk to them, you know, about what, what they do, how they're using SOLIDWORKS. Uh, but a lot of times, like 25% of the time, there was a very fascinating story behind the story, right? How they were mentoring others uh, in their community, how they were doing some cool innovations on the side. I, I got to work with a lot of the BattleBots teams. Uh, most of them use SOLIDWORKS. So just some fascinating people who are doing a lot in their community, mentoring other engineers, um, you know, teachers who were uh, uh, getting uh, – how would I say this? Teachers who are mentoring a lot of students um, in, in a different direction than your typical uh, student classroom or high school classroom. So, so just fascinating people. And and for me, I, I, I love I love talking to people and sharing their stories. It's uh, it's uh, it's fascinating to me. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting being on the other end here because <laughs> I'm uh, I, I like asking the questions. <laughs> so. Um, and learning and learning more about uh, people. Um, so I even I think you know I uh, we recently just uh, Johnny Floyd. Uh, somebody introduced me to Johnny Floyd in our community, and he's a 91 year old SolidWorks user. Fascinating guy, uh, brilliant. Still inventing, still coming up with new ideas, still problem solving. I, I um, so I, I was able to capture and share his story. So so those are those are really fun to me. Johnny Floyd. Okay, I'm looking yeah. him up right now, and I'll leave a link in the description for our listeners so they can look into Johnny Floyd. So 91 years old. That's inspiring. Right. 65 years of experience engineering. So yeah. 65 so, years. Yeah, wow. long. So, yeah, so he was um, – there's a quote on there where he talks about because you know, the first thing we got excited about it by using CAD, right, on the computer – uh, it was colored lines. He said every line we drew before then was gray, right? <laughs> so, um, so it's the small things at the beginning. But uh, yeah, he's he's been using SolidWorks since the beginning. I see that. I looked up Johnny Floyd SolidWorks, and I see that the article on the blogs.solidworks.com, which link will be in the show notes, is written by Cliff Medling, which we have right. here as a guest. Um, I am also a, a writer here on the SolidWorks blog, so it's pretty cool. Okay. I clicked on your name and I'm seeing what other articles you write on the blog. Yeah, mainly just the blogs and maybe a few BattleBots. That, that, that's, I don't, uh, that, that's the, the main thing. Yeah, we, I always write a blog for each podcast just to help promote it. It's easier to promote and then we can add the blog to uh, other social channels. So, Absolutely. So tell me more about how you fell into marketing. You know, that's an interesting question. I, um so yeah, I was working. Uh, so as I mentioned, I was working for a big defense contractor, and at the time, that's when computer animation was really starting to to make it big. And uh, so I really wanted to get involved with that. I thought that was a fascinating business. So I started doing some of that myself, um, and then you know, through some personal uh, changes in life, not not nothing bad, just getting married, settling down, moving. Um, you know, I, I ended up working for um, a, a small computer company. Uh, it wasn't focused on engineering and stuff, but there I started working with uh, the marketing organization. Um, and then, you know, I actually went back and um, 
Uh, this is probably a little off topic, but I actually went back to career coach to d- decide where I should be should be looking. And I, I decided I wanted to stick in the design and engineering field in the industry um, and in software, which I was uh, spent most of my career in. Um, so marketing seemed to be, well, I was more like technical sales and then marketing as well, um, even though I only took one marketing class in college. So, uh, but I, but I, uh, yeah, I just made that transition and I, I felt like it was a good fit and I've, I've enjoyed it ever since. I really enjoy marketing, especially to this, to this industry, to this community of designers and engineers, inventors. So when, when was your conversation with this career coach? How many years ago? Gosh, that was probably about 15 years ago. Yeah. How, how does that work? Many of us, including myself, I've never spoken with a career coach. What is that like? Where do you find them? Well, yeah. So, um, I think my wife actually recommended it, uh, recommended this woman to me. And it was, it was more, you know, it, uh, and I'm glad you bring up this point because I think a lot of times, like I have a, I have a one son in college and my second child is, um, he's looking at colleges and he's, my oldest one knew exactly what he wanted to do. Uh, and the second one is, you know, he's, is he's involved in so many different things. Um, and I feel like we need some type of a career coach, uh, counselor for children when they're leaving high school or even a junior or senior year, because there's, a, there's a great opportunity. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure if you've heard of the Myers Briggs test. Um, yes. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's two, two women who basically looked at personality profiles and, and broke it down into basically 16 different groups and you can figure out your personality profile, which, you know, helps you decide what kind of career paths are right for you. And then I did a skills assessment as well. You know, what are your skills and what are your personality traits? And, what... and you did this when you did the, the, the career yeah. coach, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, she helped me out with the resume and this sort of thing and uh, deciding where I wanted to go. But, uh, yeah, that was that was very fascinating. I've never done that before. And I was thinking, wow, this would be great for a younger audiences, right, to, to try to determine based on their personality profile and their skills – you know, what would be the best career path for them, right? Instead of, you know, as, as most of us did in my generation, uh, growing up in the 80s, it was, um, you know, you just kind of, uh, you know, I was actually, um, I was very artistic in high school, right? I, I enjoyed art and enjoyed doing artwork and stuff. And my dad, uh, you know, really um, deferred me from, deferred is not the right word, but he, he, he really definitely pointed me in a different direction because he's like, there's no money to be made in art. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be poor your whole life. But that's not true today, right? There's so many graphics and social uh, opportunities where art is, is uh, you can build a great career in, in art these days. Um, but, you know, he steered me towards engineering just because that was seen as the place to be, right, um, at the time. But, you know, it'd been, it, you know, it would have been great to find uh, – you know, to, to do some sort of skills and, and personality type assessment to find out what, you know, where you would fit better in, in, a, in um, uh, professionally. I see. Okay. Sorry, I didn't know we were going to go this path. This is uh, <laughs> this no, different this is, direction. This but, is very but, but yeah, if it's, yeah, good. So when you said that you visit uh, people or some SolidWorks customers that have interesting stories, do you actually go visit them in person? Well, yeah, uh, pre-COVID, yes. Yeah. And then uh, actually, 
when we would have, uh, it's called uh, 3D Experience World now, but previously it was called SolidWorks World. And it was a big event with five to 6,000 people. Um, and we would go there and you know, so many designers and inventors and people with interesting stories. And uh, we'd have a lot of them on stage speaking. And then I would, uh, I would capture uh, a lot of their, uh, the podcasts there. I'd have a, like a little podcast booth and I'd, I'd talk to them and, and listen to their fascinating stories. And I would do, I would probably do 10 or 12 within three days, <laughs> um, uh, podcast, uh, with a lot of the designers at SolidWorks world. But since the last two years, since, um, since COVID I I've done only a couple in-person interviews. Most of them have been over zoom meetings. Yeah. Well, think about, we're only going to do one COVID comment here, but think about how tragic COVID could have been without uh, all the electronic communication, right? So at least we have uh, video calls. Oh, exactly. Time. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree. Yeah. I see. Well, uh, given that you run the, the SolidWorks podcast, well, let me ask you, like, whose idea was that? Did you propose that to somebody? Yeah, I proposed the idea. Yeah, because I thought there had to be... Um, you know, because uh, video was great, but usually, you know, people only want, want to watch about three to five minutes of, of video, especially on a topic. So when we were doing the uh, customer stories, right, you can tell the story, what the company does, how they're using SolidWorks, how they're solving problems, right? That's the purpose of uh, the videos, right? And, you know, that's three to four minute video is probably plenty of time to do that. But if you're telling, you know, a story, the backstory, um, uh, you know, it takes a lot longer than that. And that's something that you can listen to like an audio book. Right. And I, you know, and podcasts are really growing at that time. Uh, what else do you do at SolarWorks? So really that's my focus is, uh, customers. So, uh, you know, working with, uh, marketing teams worldwide. Um, cause you know, they, cause you know, the marketing, the sales team has a connection with the customer and, and, you know, I don't know, I don't know the names of the companies in Italy or in Japan, right? So I have to work with those local um, geomarketing leaders to, um, you know, make sure that they have customers that uh, that are have interesting stories that we could, you know, build a case study for, build a video for, write a blog about, et cetera, et cetera, um, and uh, and and build those, build that content and and promote it. Uh, through marketing uh, on the SolidWorks channels, right? Okay. So given that you are the host of the SolidWorks podcast, like you said earlier, you tend to ask the questions. So now the roles have reversed. What's something, <laughs> <laughs> what's something that you wish some people would ask you that you think would be interesting for you, for people to know about you or about you hosting the show? Broad, open question. Oh, I, you know, I, um, Honestly, I, I, everybody asks me, you know, the, a lot of, a lot of people I talk to, they want a list of questions ahead of time. And I tell them, I said, I, re I really don't like, I don't really don't have questions. I don't like to be prepared. I like to just take the conversation where it's going. But, but I do, I, I do focus on, if I do have questions, it's this. And I start with, you know, I, I want to know what they're doing now, right? Uh, where they started, right? Where they got, how they got from A to point A to point B, right? And then what inspired them? You know, what drove them to solve this problem, right? And, um, and then, and that's really it. And other questions will come out of that. That's really the only questions I focus on. 
Um, sometimes yeah. I, I always like to ask them what the future of design is, right? Where, where is this going? You know, what, what do you think is uh, the new innovations that we need to um, talk about? And it's amazing. A lot of it, as I, I think I talked about early, was, was collaboration. You know, we, we um, I think I mentioned, I don't know if this was when we were talking before we recorded or not, but we talked about Tesla and, um, and Einstein, how they, you know, they were very secretive. They worked in silence, right? They didn't share any ideas. But uh, designers and engineers um, work in more of a collaborative environment these days, share ideas, try to get to market quicker, right? Because there's a lot of competition out there. So collaboration seems to be a, a common theme that I'm hearing these days. I think that we've covered two out of the three questions that you ask your guests on your podcast, the SolidWorks podcast. The, the, the third question would be, what inspired you to choose more of the marketing avenue? You mentioned the career coach. Anything else that inspired you to take this route in your career? You know what? I, I, that's a great question, but I, I don't know if I have an answer. It just kind of... Uh, <laughs> I stole it, just, it from someone. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. I, I think I just uh, naturally, slowly migrated there. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. Got it. Well, do you have any questions for me since you're such a good person asking questions? You could ask me a couple of questions if you like to. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you're a young engineer yourself. Um, uh, you, you've got uh, a, a long career ahead of you. You know, what are you, what are you interested in or, or what, what inspires you to keep moving forward? Well, uh, thanks for asking. What, I'm not so young anymore. I just turned 31 last week. Uh, you're still young. <laughs> <laughs> so I started out in genetics. I did a mobile application and now I'm doing mechanical engineering for the last four years. And what really interests me is using the mechanical engineering knowledge and the business knowledge I have to develop one day products in the medical field and the rehabilitation field. I think that health is wealth, that if we don't have health, we don't have anything. And this also plays in with what your wife does. Being healthy, um, it's just so important. And I want to develop products that influence uh, people's health and have them have better life. That would make me it's like a extra paycheck that makes me feel good if I can impact people's lives in that way. Oh, that's a great answer. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we need to, I, I totally hundred percent agree. We need to focus on, on health. I think we, at least here in America, we're stuck on quick fixes to our health and we need to go back to the basics, you know, cooking, cooking our own meals for ourselves. Um, you know, putting healthy ingredients in our bodies and stuff. So yeah, it's good. My wife and I actually meal prep. We make like 30 meals in, in one day and then we freeze them all. And then we have meals readily available and I call them 30 good decisions in the fridge. <laughs> uh, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I think there's very few people doing that. I think that's great. Well, you're the perfect person to ask this question to. Like we're jumping topics. I, I hope uh, all listeners can, can keep up with this, but changing subjects here. I also do mechanical engineering and the marketing at the company that I work at right now, Pipeline. That's why I'm co-hosting the show. And I, I do write some of the blogs and create the marketing content on YouTube. What's What would you say, maybe some career advice for me or like the perfect blend? How can I use my skill sets? My Imagine a Venn diagram. The marketing overlaps with the mechanical engineering. I, I'm in that sweet spot of that overlap of the two circles what what more can I do to bring more value to the company that I work at? Um, 
Well, I think, you know, when, when we are interviewing uh, candidates for jobs at SolidWorks for marketing positions, uh, I think the very first question is, or the very first thing I want to see is writing ability. Really? You know, writing is so such an important part to marketing. Uh, and, and, and we're not talking like you have to write a five-page essay, right? <laughs> um, you know, tag good, uh, good subject lines for emails is very important. You know, you have to learn how to engage people, engage customers. So, um, so for marketing, yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, is um, there is a lot of overlap, you know, with engineering and, and marketing. I actually, I wrote a blog years ago about, you know, something about um, how can marketing and engineering get along <laughs> better. But there is a lot of overlap there, right? They're, they're both problem solving in a way. I'm looking for that blog right now. Oh, it's, it's old. I'd have to find it. Yeah, it's probably from... 2014 or something. Yeah. What what resource would you give to someone like myself that wants to improve their writing? Where would you point them to? Gosh, a resource for writing. Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know have the answer for that. Yeah. I think well, just thinking- uh, researching and, and looking at other marketing ideas. I know I used to have pages uh, bookmarked of good subject lines and um, you know, I would always just look at, you know, oh, I, I have an answer for you. Okay. And, and I think this is, uh, uh, this is just me. I, I don't know if other marketers would agree, but <laughs> I actually, I actually really enjoy commercials. You know, okay. I, you know, I, I enjoy the Super Bowl. I, I like football, but, um, I always pay attention to the commercials and I'm one who's very, uh, critical. Oh, that commercial is no good. <laughs> and that one's very engaging. And, um, you know, what, what made this one work? Why was I, why was I interested in this product and not this one? So I think, um, you know, I, I'm always fascinated with commercials. What's and, a commercial uh, that has stood out to you lately? Actually the one from the Super Bowl about, even though it's uh, probably, I don't know if this is a hot topic, but it was about a Bitcoin and it was just the little uh, thing bounced around the screen. I thought it was, it made people engaged. I thought that was good. Um, there's some good car commercials recently that I've enjoyed as well. So, um, I thought that one caught my eye. I think it's some other ones. When you come across uh, an interesting, have you ever participated in making, making a commercial and the production of a commercial? Well, um, you know, we do have videos, you know, we have, so we have so many videos, types of videos at SolidWorks, right? We have demo videos that, that show off the product. And then we have we have some that are more advertising commercials, and um, definitely uh, a couple of short commercials uh, to draw interest in about a new product or a new initiative that we've had in marketing were inspired by commercials that I've seen. Absolutely, yeah. Well, right on. Well, Cliff, is there anything that I haven't asked you that I should have asked you? Um. I'm trying to think. The only thing is, uh, I, I will say that there's one thing that inspires me outside of work in, in this community. Um, and I've talked to a lot of educators about, uh, and that's about education. I really think there's, you know, uh, seems like a lot of engineers are, are unaware. I mean, uh, for example, let me start with this. Maybe cut all that out. But there's so many, if you ask high school students, uh, you know, 99.9% of them will have a mobile phone in their pocket, right? <laughs> but 
if you asked any of them how it was made, I bet there's less than 1% that understands how a mobile phone was made. I don't think we do a great job. There's so much technology out there. There's so much, there's still such a need for um, younger people in manufacturing. And the manufacturing jobs today are not what they were. You know, you're not an assembly line worker, right? You get to, you know, program robots and this sort of thing. So there's so many uh, cool jobs in manufacturing and design. And I think we need to find a way to do a better job uh, reaching those children, right? Because I, I was definitely one who, luckily, I, I took a, a drafting class through um, tech ed in high school. And I was like, this is great. I love this. Uh, why can't, can I do this full time? <laughs> so, um, and I, and, and, uh, you know, it's, you know, it, it's, you know, we teach math in school, but we should also, I think we should, you know, I, I, I I'm very lucky. My kids have had a, a great high school where they've had, um, you know, they've had tech ed classes and computer classes and marketing classes and video production. Um, and I think, you know, we need to expose more children to that, um, because I think there's we're missing an opportunity to reach them um, at, at the at the critical time when they're you know when they when they're uh, looking into new areas and new territories and right looking into their future. Absolutely, um, yeah. Education is very important. But to wrap this up, I wanted to thank you. And how can people find you? Um, yeah, I, I just mainly the SolidWorks blog. Um, you can look under podcast uh, and the board, if you can just look up the SolidWorks or Born to Design in any of your uh, podcast um, platforms, you, you'll be able to find the podcast. And uh, you know, I, it's it's not about me though. It's uh, I, there's some really interesting people out there, and I've I've tried to capture their story, and they have a lot of interesting things to tell. So, got it. Well, Cliff, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. I'm Aaron Moncur, founder of Pipeline Design and Engineering. If you liked what you heard today, please share the episode. To learn how your team can leverage our team's expertise developing turnkey equipment, custom fixtures, and automated machines, and with product design, visit us at teampipeline.us. Thanks for listening.